Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this Fights in Football Friday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. This is the football portion. Um, on today's Football Friday, we are going to be looking at the trade that was supposed to have brought down the Kansas City Chiefs and has helped them two Super Bowls. We will look at the Tyreek Hill trade tree. For those listening, it won't be as long as the Mahomes one yesterday. Um, for those of you watching, it'll be longer because I didn't put that up there because that was at a time where we were audio only. Um, so, uh, get uh, very used to me looking at my notebook for uh, for this one today, but I think there's a lot of good info in here. Plus, we're going to look at the teams in the draft that should try to trade up for a quarterback. Not saying they're going to. A couple of them are wildly unrealistic, but uh, that's what we are going to do. Um, you can uh, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening in podcast form, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Uh, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at PrimetimeKlein. Twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary at Yahoo.com. All right, let's get right into it. So a couple of seasons ago, the Kansas City Chiefs traded Tyreek Hill to the Miami Dolphins in a move that a lot of people thought was, okay, well, you're not paying the quarterback, or you're paying the quarterback, you're not going to be able to pay this guy, so your team has to take a hit, we'll see. They have no weapons now aside from, from Jason Kelsey, what are they going to do? Uh, they've won two Super Bowls since then. Tyreek Hill has flourished with the Miami Dolphins, uh, but certainly has not had the success of the team that he was on before, but... What did Kansas City get for that? Um, this one does not lead to a trade tree near the same size as the Mahomes one, but I think it's still interesting. So let's go through it. The Miami Dolphins acquire Tyreek Hill um, from the Kansas City Chiefs for a 2022 uh, first, a 2022 second, a 2022 fourth, along with a fourth and a sixth in 2023. Of those, they used one of them. Uh, they drafted Eric Scott in the sixth round. So what happened to the 22 first? Um, that one gets shipped off, uh, shipped off sorry, to the New England Patriots. Um, New England uses that pick on Cole Strange. Uh, so we have our first, oh, hey, that guy. As Strange has started 27 games in two seasons with the New England Patriots and has been fine on their offensive line. Um, along with that, it is a 2022nd third that gets shipped to Carolina. Talk about that in a sec. Um, along with... Uh, 2022nd fourth that turns into Jack Jones. Back to the Chiefs is another 2022 first round pick that they use on Trent McDuffie. So the guy who had a couple of the key plays throughout this Super Bowl run for the Kansas City Chiefs was used with one of the draft picks eventually that they acquired from Tyreek Hill. So already they, they got a, I would suggest, difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. Um, With that... Uh, 2000. Also, like, the Patriots get something out of this, right? Like, Colton Strange uh, ends up being a, a fine offensive lineman. They also end up getting Bailey Zappi when they flip that third-round pick for Matt Corral. Um, sorry, they, they flip it to Carolina, who takes Matt Corral uh, in the third round um, of 2022. He hasn't played a game yet. Uh, but the Patriots acquire um, the pick that is used on Bailey Zappi, who has played 14 games, and Marte Mapu, who um, in 17 games has 12 tackles for them. So at, at least a quarterback who has started games in the NFL goes to the Patriots out of this whole thing. So um, the 20, uh, 22nd first round pick is now that part of the tree is axed. The 22 second round pick also went to New England, interestingly enough. And this was one where I was like, oh, oh, that's fun. Um, so that pick goes to New England. They use it on Tyquan Thornton, who has played 22 games, 35 receptions, 338 yards, and a couple of touchdowns, whatever. Uh, Kansas City gets Sky Moore. 
30 games played, 43 receptions, 500, basically 500 yards, and a touchdown. Um, the they, they also get a, a 22 fifth that gets traded for uh, Darrington Kennard, who is a practice roster tackle for them. But Sky Moore was someone who played a role on the, the Chiefs last season more so than this year, I would say. But um, at least had some flashes there um, with this group. Um, that, that fifth round pick that gets traded. And then, like I said, it doesn't really lead to a whole heck of a lot there. Um, so then we get to the, uh, also involved in that was the 2022nd fourth. Um, that was the one that, um, sorry, that was involved in the McDuffie trade. That one also got flipped to new England. So two picks from this, um, Kansas City initial trade gets sent to New England that turn into Trent McDuffie. Uh, so we get to the 2023 fourth. Um, that pick gets traded to the Detroit Lions along with a 2023 second and a 2023 seventh. In return, Kansas City gets a second round pick in 2023 along with a sixth. That second round pick Rasheed Rice, um, who has started in 16 games, obviously, just one year, uh, 79 receptions, 938 yards, and seven touchdowns. So, um, I, I would say Kansas City has come out of this one looking all right. Uh, Detroit would end up flipping that fourth in, in a trade that ends up being a little bit meh. That 2023 second um, also gets flipped to the Denver Broncos, they get Marvin Mims out of this. Uh, 16 receptions, 20, or sorry, 16 games played, 22 receptions, 377 yards, and um, they also got a safety who played a couple of games. Um, Detroit ends up with that, getting Hendon Hooker, a quarterback who hasn't played any games, and a fifth-round pick that was part of a trade with Arizona that ended up being Clayton Toon, so not a, a whole lot there. But um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then, um, also part of this as well, Detroit ends up flipping one of the picks that they get from Kansas City. Um, right? Uh, sorry, from, uh, from Denver. They end up flipping one of those along with DeAndre Swift to Philadelphia uh, in exchange for Antoine Green, who's played nine games of receiver, uh, made one reception, and a 20, uh, 2025 fourth round pick. So... Branching off of this trade tree, Miami ends up getting Tyreek Hill out of all of this. Kansas City, I think, does really well in all of this. The three main pieces, um, Sky Moore had some moments, um, but Trent McDuffie, game changer on the defensive side, and Rasheed Rice, who has turned into their number one receiver uh, on the team that, again, won the Super Bowl are either, like, Tyreek Hill is absolutely the best player in this trade. There is no question about it. But I would suggest Kansas City comes away from this smelling like roses, right? Like, you get Rasheed Rice for significantly cheaper than Tyreek Hill, which is what you need to do when you're paying your quarterback 50 bajillion dollars. And you get Trent McDuffie, game changer on the defensive side, who, again, you're getting at a minimum cost on a rookie contract right now, which helps when you're also paying Chris Jones a bajillion dollars. So Kansas City, with just one move, a big move, and a gamble, have made it pay off with expert drafting, expert developing, expert scouting, all of it phenomenal. And a few teams were helped out along the way. New England got a quarterback who played some games and a receiver who might end up being something. Denver got a receiver that a lot of people are still high on, um, even though the first year wasn't necessarily all that great. So again, it's not the Mahomes trade tree, but you look at how Kansas City was able to go from trading Tyreek Hill 
to winning two Super Bowls, this is how. They make a couple of other smart moves to either move up or move down. They get their guys and they turn them into winners. Trent McDuffie and Rasheed Rice help turn the Kansas City Chiefs into winners. Absolutely. So, with that in mind, the draft is obviously very important. Let's look at some of the teams who should be moving up for quarterbacks in this year's draft. Now, I will say, I don't see any of the top three trading out. Should they is another question. Chicago, I am at the point now where probably not. I, I, I am going to revert to what we thought on Caleb Williams a couple years ago and think that this is one of the top prospects that we've seen in a while come out of the quarterback spot. And so you just take that guy, the savings with it, move Justin Fields for a second and go on that way. The one that you could see maybe trading out of this would be New England. If they can go out, acquire Justin Fields for a second, as mentioned before, trade down with one of these teams, get a first this year, that's relatively high, um, get a first next year, and then start building um, start building up your team that way. Washington has so many holes on their team, I think it's almost a disservice to whatever quarterback goes in there, whether it's May, uh, whether it's Daniels, whether it's um, Caleb Williams. That team has so many problems right now that I just don't think they are suited to bring in a young quarterback. I don't think it would be like C.J. Stroud from a year ago. I think it would be more Bryce Young, where you have absolutely left this kid out to dry, and he just gets absolutely annihilated. So, these are the teams that I think should try to make a move for a quarterback. Um, starting with the Atlanta Falcons at 8th, I would trade this pick and a first-round pick tomorrow for one of those selections. Um, they are a quarterback away. And Desmond Ritter is not that quarterback. So, you, like, they, they have some holes defensively, sure. But this team probably wins this division. And this team becomes the best team in this division if they have either Justin Fields or one of these top three quarterbacks, I think. Like, they... they, they the, the weapons around in Atlanta are such where I think just putting a better offensive mind... Um, or a less stubborn coach anyway, and a better quarterback in there, and I think that accelerates things in Atlanta significantly. I'm going to put Minnesota in this list as well. And again, I don't know, some of these aren't realistic. Like, I don't think you can trade from 11 to 3, unless you're giving up something ridiculous along with that. But I, I think they should start to consider, if New England does do that, if New England goes, trades Justin Field, or trades for Justin Fields, drafts Harrison, um, with, with the second overall pick, and then Arizona is sitting there at four. Now they have the pick of the litter, um, and, and they can make some trades. Maybe that becomes maybe a bit more realistic. But either way, these teams should try to figure out how to get a, a high-end quarterback in this. Um, Minnesota is on this list. Again, they feel like they're a quarterback away. Uh, if Kirk Cousins doesn't get hurt last year, this is probably a playoff team. You have some significant weapons uh, around there. You maybe use another running back, but you have some significant weapons in, in Minnesota. Defensively, I think this team is fine. So they should be looking to be aggressive at trying to get a quarterback. The Denver Broncos, I think, are on there as well. That defense got throttled by Miami. But aside from that, they played some really good football this year. Judy and Sutton, the jury is still out a little bit, but those are some pretty good weapons to start with, with a rookie quarterback, and you get Sean Payton in there. So I think there's a lot of excitement. And when we talk about, again, that foundation around a young quarterback, the Denver Broncos have it. The Vegas Raiders at 13. I still think this is a team that has a number of needs, um, but they're in Vegas. They need something flashy to put up on the billboard along with uh, Devontae Adams. You are wasting prime years of Devontae Adams. Um... 
So I think this is a Raider team that maybe they don't have the whole foundation set just yet, but they are a, a team that I think needs to look at where like they were almost like they were in the hunt with a couple of weeks to go and with better quarterback play, maybe they get there. Um, and I think with Antonio Pierce building a new culture, bringing in a new guy to, to lead that charge, I think would work out pretty well. And the last one here are the Seattle Seahawks. Um, they're at 16, so they have a long way to go in in this process of trading up. But again, you talk about having everything with the foundation set. They don't have the quarterback in Geno Smith. Absolutely, he is not the guy. But you have, I would say, three talented receivers, two good running backs, a pretty good offensive line, and a defense that should be good for a while. To bring in a quarterback um, to, to, to grow with that unit would be exceptional. And again, I understand it would be difficult to trade up from 16. Um, but, I, and th there is a fall off from five to, uh, or from three to four and five at the quarterback spot. But I, I, I do think that those would be teams that could have an eye on trying to, to move up in this draft and get their guy and, um, and really try to, to make a push here. But this draft is going to be so interesting because like I said at the top, you have, I think two teams who would benefit from not drafting quarterbacks who are probably going to end up drafting quarterbacks. And there's a lot of talent at receiver, um, some decent offensive linemen on here as well. There are some real opportunities to, again, build that foundation so you're ready to bring in a young quarterback. But we'll, we'll see what teams do. Uh, we have a lot more on the draft coming up as we approach that big day. Uh, that's going to do it for the football portion of Fights in Football Friday. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Uh, the fighting portion, we're going to be looking at the fights to make coming off of UFC 298. Quick preview of uh, UFC in Mexico this weekend, and then a full preview of the WWE Elimination Chamber in Perth, Australia. Thank you all so much. Uh, reminder, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I am at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show Diary at Yahoo dot com um one more time like this video subscribe to the channel if you are listening make sure you subscribe and uh leave a review that stuff helps me out a lot thank you all so much for tuning in and i will talk to all of you later bye